Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, a salty, slightly cynical account of epilepsy and neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. Oh, and a whole lot of tangents. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B. Ah, good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday, October 4th, 2020 to you. And welcome to Seizure Salad. It's Mike B-Side with you. And uh, special morning to you. I normally am not behind the mic this morning unless I'm getting paid to do it. Uh, but this morning, it's kind of special. I was actually trying to get on almost an hour earlier, uh, see if I couldn't get on live for a little bit of a special event for the... Uh, 2020 walk to end epilepsy that's right walk to end epilepsy is going on right now um down in memorial park in colorado springs and given the uh situation with uh covid and social distancing it's actually drive-through this year kind of cool if you ask me um but i couldn't make it down there uh given given the uh nature of where I am in my treatment right now and the social distancing and me being way up north here uh, it was best that I just hung out up here but the idea is to uh, at least get on here and yeah at least talk about it a little bit let people know what's going on we got Eli joining in this morning Eli how you doing this morning man how are you going pal couldn't get the video started uh the the live streaming video i was really i had this grandiose oh, yeah. I, yeah i had this grandiose idea that i could get the get a live stream going um but even now i'm getting warnings that my internet connection is unstable so i decided to go with like a zoom uh just in case because that's you know if we drop out we're gonna drop out i can always go back in so. right yeah right. yeah exactly but i i felt that i felt you know with this fundraiser is special enough and everything and uh the epilepsy foundation of colorado has done enough for me and and they have enough resources that it's worth talking about at least and let people know so um they're going today uh the event itself uh, the actual physical event is happening in colorado springs today from 9 30 to noon 30. um and in the, yeah, yeah. In the past, they've had like, you know, it's been a big uh, walk slash run. People, some people come out ride bikes. Um, some people would make a 5K out of it, you know. And uh, prizes, prizes for you know the most fundraisers. Everybody would get a swag bag for showing up, stuff like that. And um, this year. Uh, with the social distancing and stuff, it's a drive-through. You drive, you drive through and pick up your swag bag, and have a little parade for you and everything. And um, then, uh, and that's just about it. So it's pretty much virtual, online. Everything's online this year. And well, I mean, it's, whether it's online, whether no matter what, it's it's truly incredible. It's just it's it's really amazing and. The Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado and just the Epilepsy Foundation as a whole has really changed my perspective and has really just changed my diagnosis. So yeah. I want to give a big shout out to those guys. Hell yeah, man. Bummer, oh, yeah. I can't be there. 
I hear you. I hear you. Um, Epilepsy Foundation Colorado. Eli and I talking about how much they do. They do a lot. They have a lot of uh, a lot of programs and a lot of events. Not only programs um, to educate. You know, they've got a lot of education there and stuff. Um, but they also have, you know, the peer-to-peer support stuff that you would expect anyone to have. Uh, and then on top of this, they actually, and this is what this fundraising money actually comes up and helps out with as well. Um, those who, because you and I both know, Eli, how expensive some of these um, seizure drugs can be and how expensive the treatment is, uh, especially in the early stages of epilepsy when they're trying to find out where uh, the seizures are coming from and exactly what type um, of seizure disorder you actually have. Um, This is not cheap stuff. Um, And it can break a lot of people. It does break a lot of people. Um, Epilepsy Foundation actually does have programs out there that can help people um, offset some of that cost. And so um, we're, we're helping people get through some, some really back-breaking, um, back-breaking life experiences by uh, put, pulling together some, some uh, much-needed funds for these guys. And uh, so, yeah, this is, this is a big deal. This is a really big deal. And you and I have, you and I have, um, um, focal epilepsies. Um, these are the ones that, you know, a lot of people think of that drop you to the ground. Mine developed later in life, yours you've grown up with. Um, but there's other types of epilepsy that a lot of people don't think of. Um, you know, um, and it's kind of surprising, actually, how many people actually have it. One in twenty-six. Di- yeah, yeah, I was gonna say one in twenty-six, and all the different forms. You know, I mean, the human brain, especially with epilepsy, is constantly, constantly changing. I mean, we're figuring out different. You know, not to sound crazy, but we're constantly figuring out different forms of diagnosis for this different disease every single year, every single month, right. like. It's just groundbreaking disease. I mean, I have, a, I have close friends that, you know, they have they have seizures and they go to the doctors and the doctors like it's not epilepsy, but I don't know what it is and uh-huh. you know, it really puts it it really puts it into perspective, kind of how cool it is though and how, you know. As different as each person's diagnosis is, it all we're all we all come from the same community, and I think that's what's so cool about you know foundations like the Epilepsy uh, Foundation in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, um, they really tie people together. Right, right. The the treatment of this stuff, especially when you don't have a clear diagnosis right away, um, the treatment for this stuff can really throw you for a loop and make you feel um isolated like that and and if it's not approached properly by your neurological team you know it's some some neurologists and and some neuro uh people are are masters at being able to navigate because as as those guys have to be as much psychologists as as physicians because it's you're dealing with somebody's emotions yeah. big time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as you know, it's we were talking about this recently. It's like when you watch a video of yourself having a seizure. It's super hard to watch yourself have that go through that. You know, we were talking about just just the emotions and what it what it puts you through. You know, so what these doctors have to go through is so so much more of a load because, you know, now they have to kind of deal with some of that pressure and that's right some of that stress too, you know, of how how is my patient gonna feel and, you know, how what are what are their insecurities about, you know, their diagnosis. And everyone has insecurities about their diagnosis. I've grown up with this my entire life and I still have a bunch. So you know, you're never alone on that. No one's ever alone on that. Right, right. And, and you know, the Epilepsy Foundation does things like they really go out of their way to um, work with these providers to coordinate um, the communication lines and, and um, the, the talk and the training and cross-training and things like that so that... Uh, when it comes to providing the care um, for the patient, psychiatric teams are on par, are on the same page um, with the neurological teams because it goes both ways. You know, the psych- psychological and psychiatric guys can look at that and be like, oh, well, I don't have an answer for that. That's neurological. You got you got to go talk to your neurological team and the neurological team's like, oh, no, that's that's psychiatric or that's that's psychological. We can't we can't find that on an EEG or an MRI. We can't map it. That's you know, we don't have an answer for it. So, um, it's got, yeah. And, and, and on top of that side effects you know, of medications and all those other things. It's just, it's, it, there's, there's, there's so many factors to the psychological aspects of it, you know, right. and the human emotional aspect of it that come into play. Like you, like you say, like you say that they, that like we put so much pressure on these guys to, to deal with and not to, it's not even necessarily like, their responsibility to deal with that part of, of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it isn't, it isn't, but. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, they could, they could eat just as easily, you know, conscious, clear, go home and say, dude, I did my job. I, I did my job. It's up to right. this guy to, to process this shit. And, you know, it kind of depends on how far. And that's an issue. That's that's its own, like, five-part episode right there. Where do you draw the line between, you know, when it comes to that? Because where is the line between psychological and psychiatric and neurological? I, it's the more we find, uh, the more we learn, the blurrier, the more blurry that line becomes. And so... It took me a while to learn this before I started to ease up on these guys a little bit, you know, because you harbor you harbor some anger a little bit at first where it's like these guys assholes, man, my doctors. And you still got to advocate for yourself. You still have to advocate for yourself. Uh, but once you feel you, screwed over. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get over. over. Yep. 
but through the, that kind of education and understanding, it gives you a better view of who are the guys who just don't flip and know or, you know, just overloaded. And who are the guys who are just kind of doing the bare minimum saying, you know, that's I'm old school neurology. This is where I put my line down. And maybe it's one of those things where you kind of have to it's like worldviews and paradigm worldviews. You know, if you if you go down that rabbit hole too far, uh, then then all of your hard to come back out. Yeah. All of your bound. You're you're risking uh, all of your boundaries. So that's Absolutely. My dad also really brought this into light for me, too. Is, is, you know, I, growing up, really, really, I had one really, truly incredible doctor growing up as a, you know, from neuro, he was my neurologist growing up, and he was out of the children's hospital in Denver. And, you know, really, still to this day, I really admire this man. But my dad, as of recently, said to me, he's like, Yes, he was a truly great neurologist for you, but at the same time, we have to remember that just because we went and saw him all the time, that doesn't mean that everything that he said was, you know, everything or, like, all the information or, yeah, you know, the full perspective, I guess, is how I would put that. Yeah. And yeah. that's absolutely true, you know? There's not... Especially, especially as you, like you just said, you gotta, you have to be able to kind of find those people, and it, 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 it is easy to tell. It is easy to tell who's doing the bare minimum and who's really putting in the effort to make their patient's diagnosis better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what I've learned is that uh, Epilepsy Foundation takes away a ton of that legwork for you. They. T- they are amazing. Um, they work, yeah, and, and they don't... You and I both have been working with UC Health mainly, um, but they also reach out to other um, providers up and down the front range. I do believe they work uh, along the I-70 corridor as well. Uh, I'm not too sure how able they are to get down into the more remote areas. That's something I probably would look into as well because i think it'd be great if it got down to uh durango places like that maybe up to rangeley um but they're there and, and tell your ride. yeah tell your rides the san juans basically you know yeah, um, rock, high rockies yeah yeah but uh you know that's just another thing you know and that's one of the reasons these fundraisers are so important is is so that they can expand that kind of reach you you know um living out in the boonies uh, it, it, you know, something happened. You're going to Children's Hospital in Denver. That's one hell of a drive, man. Um, Eight hours. Yeah. You know, we go. Yeah, it was a it was a long, long trek. Long, long trek. And and so these kind of these kind of fundraisers and things like that, they help with moving these things forward and, and growing the kind of support networks you can get and and the kind of help you get now another thing they do is is peer-to-peer support groups um something i just started getting into uh i looked into the website made a couple of calls talked to um talked to the to the girl lee the woman lee that i talked to and and did a couple episodes with 
um, and she put me in touch with an epilepsy support group up in Fort Collins, and they meet once a month. Um, and a lot of times they'll get special speakers, you know, um, uh, scientists and specialists that, you know, develop seizure devices or that are working on special, you know, aspects of epilepsy and seizure disorders. Sometimes it's just open and introduce new people and, and catch up on, on, on stuff for, you know, special announcements. Um, so it's kind of cool. It's, it's almost like an AA group for epileptics, you know? Yeah. 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 You know, that's one of the, any form of like, you know, I, it, it's been really, really hard for me to even kind of describe it, but like, I, it doesn't even have to be like the one, it can be one person, you know, but like this, you know, being able to come on the air, I think I've said this couple of times dude it, it changed my whole perspective it made it so much easier that was like such a big support beam in my diagnosis and you know it took me it's i mean it took a long time like there was it's it's totally helped me get over a lot of ledges and bumps of insecurities i mean just in in the past couple of months which is you know really really been just a helpful thing. So, you know, I really, like I, like I said, like, I just can't thank you enough for that. And I, you are absolutely, you are absolutely right though. You know, it, it is, it's, it's, it's a vocal and very dynamic support group, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really incredible. Well, and, and you don't even need to be, um, you know, and, Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. And this is what I wanted too. is, is this is open for anybody who wants to come on and talk and just vent and, and share ideas and ask questions and tell their story. And, um, you know, if, if you want to be a part of seizure salad, feel free, uh, email me seizuresalad.org is, is the website. Um, and, and there's contact page. Uh, the email there to get goes straight to me is seizures at seizuresalad.org. It's also, and again, if you have any personal stuff, um, I will not put it on the air unless you specifically give me uh, permission or want me to. So uh, just keep that in mind. Anything you do want to throw on the air or anything, you know, you just got for the whole crew, foster cluck at seizuresalad.org. So keep that in mind too. Um, you know, we're willing to, to keep... Uh, keep things private. This is anonymity is key. We we won't put anything on the air unless you give us specific uh, permission. But um, Eli's bringing something into bringing light to something here, and and I think it's the underlying the underlying core of this is community. Um, and I brought this together for community, and I didn't know really know about the Epilepsy Foundation until after I um, started started seizure salad um i can't say i wouldn't have started this anyway had i had i known about it i probably still would have um otherwise my microphones would have gathered a lot of dust you know i uh, <laughs> um but not everybody is comfortable getting on on a microphone not everybody is comfortable uh with this form of communication and you know and other people, hey, Zoom meetings work great, but knowing that you're going to get put on the air, 
um, it's like, uh-uh, not cool. Um, and I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, and that's where, that's where these support groups come into play. There's a support group uh, while I'm going through finishing up the discovery phase of the treatment um, while we're figuring out what we're going to do, whether it's surgery or ongoing meds. Um, I hope we figure it. I think January we'll figure it out. Um, Mid-January, mid-late January, I've got to follow up. And and I think by then they'll have a concrete idea of which way we're going to go. Please, please. And uh, then I'll be able to move back up to, to Glenwood Springs. Um, by then I should be medically clear to drive, to work, to live alone again, things like that. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, that's a total tangent. Um, while I'm here, uh, they, uh, the folk at, at the foundation put me in touch with the support group up in Fort Collins. And I'll tell you what, man, even, even on... Even with uh, the banter that you and I and JoJo and, and um, everyone else has here on Caesar Salad, there's a lot of stuff I don't mention. There's some things that uh, are too personal for me to say on the air. Yeah. We all have. I, uh, right. No, I'm, I'm one of that same community, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that's just, that's just part of being it's just human nature, you know. I, I, exactly. I think, you know, we. I don't think we can come right out and just spill the beans. I guess is how it would shed some light on that to every to every person who comes who comes our way. It's a it's a thing of trust, especially with diag- with with the diagnosis, and you know, as as we were talking about earlier it brings up a lot of insecurities. And so having a very good support group and a good community to surround yourself with can really, really change not just your perspective on your diagnosis, but in turn your entire life, you know? I mean, yes, my family for sure has been, has been that like community for me and, they've always, always been super duper supportive of, you know, of me doing what I want to do and never, never looked at my diagnosis from a negative standpoint, even when it's affected them in the worst of ways, you know? And that's like, I understand that that's their job, but even my, even some of my friends, like they understand. And so I understand. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And we get, you know, that kind of community is very important. And and those kind of friends and family members are like, you know, that's, that's gold beyond gold. That's riches beyond riches. Um, And this is what we're talking about with these support groups, though, is something just a kind of a little step above and beyond where you are in that setting where you're not with any of the influencers or influences of your life. You are not with any of the people surrounding you that have, that you have influenced or or have made influence on you. Um, But instead you are with the same kind of people 
who have the the same kind of fears, the same kind of problems, the same kind of setbacks as you do. So like everybody in that, almost everybody in that support group that I, I've joined um, has a tremendous family, right? And, and great friends like you do and like I do. But there's, there's something about being able to talk to fellow epileptics that brings out something that doesn't come out when you're talking to other people. Because when you're talking to other people, you're talking through love. Um, and it's really hard because you don't want to hurt your friends. You don't want to hurt your family. You want to stay strong for them. And, that, you know, there's always that dynamic. You know you can cry on my shoulder. You know you can, I'm here for you. And I know oh, yeah, that. Right. But right. I, yeah. And so you're like, back, there's a little bit of a back and forth there in, in that internal thing. Um, but when you're with other epileptics, that shit, is they can walk out at any minute, you know, not to, not to be, but that's the reality. That's the reality. They They don't mean, yeah. What happens in that room or on that online chat has no bearing anywhere else in your personal life. If you know, yeah, it's kind of cathartic in that way. Right. But I mean, one of the, one of the greatest things about, I think all of it is, is, whether you're angry, whether you're sad, whether you're, no matter what it be, if you have epilepsy and someone's talking to you about it, you're not going to feel as alone as you once did before. And that's, that's, that's the truth. That is the honest God truth. I mean, it'll be, it's always hard at first. You never want to talk about it. And that's, that's the worst freaking thing about the diagnosis. That's the worst thing about is you, I, I found is I, as a kid, kind of wanted to shelter it for the first little bit. I wasn't really uh-huh. vocal about it. I was like, well, and maybe that was just me growing up and, you know, trying to, like, hide it from society or whatever it was because I was insecure about it. But, you know, it's, it, that's a very real thing. That is a very, very real thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, didn't want to be weak. And so... What do you say? It's like, oh, no, nothing. No, no, nothing's wrong. Just nightmare. Nothing wrong. And, yeah. I mean, it's plain as day to everybody else, but it's, it's, it's still something you try and hide. I mean, my younger brother and I were 18 months apart. Mm-hmm. So the natural drive for competition is consistently always there, right? With right. skiing, with mountain biking, whatever it was growing up. And... You know, with me growing up and with diagnosis and him not necessarily, I remember, I specifically remember there being times where I was like, what, why? Yeah. Or like, how, how can I not necessarily hide this from him to make it better for him, but like, why did this happen to me so that I like I always kind of felt half a page or a couple paragraphs behind, mm-hmm. you know, even though, even though I was older, like there was just, you know, he, he just had that little bit of a, eh, and it was like, I mean, but now I don't know. I don't know. And it's just like, I, I don't, do you understand what I'm saying? 
about yeah. that whole thing. It, it does. It, it feels like you're you're getting set back a little bit, but that's right. maybe those are just barriers that you set in your own mind. I think partly it is in your own mind. Partly it's it's the expectation that is set for you in in kind of the zeitgeist of of how you grew up. You know. It's it's not necessarily specific. It can be specific, you know, parents, um, community, because it's it's how the mountain living is in general. I mean, it's not even just parents. It's, dude, all the kids down in the mountains. You know, I mean, that's how it is. Activity and and the ability to be a badass snowboarder and mountain biker took precedence over being smart any day of the week. You know, that kind of thing. Being a badass kayaker and, and having the coolest raft was more important than than having a healthy 401k. Right, right. I mean, it was just always one of those things where it was like we were talking about at the very beginning of all of this. Is you got those good days and you got those bad days. But I remember being 16, 17, and... and even a few months ago on him having to be the one to deal with it. Yeah. And it was, that made it, you know, that much worse because he, he was younger. He was younger than I was, but we were still so close and competitive. So it's, it's, yeah, there's always, there's always, always like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, it takes, but... and it takes a while to let it go. I mean, you're you're still in your twenties, and that that competitive nature is going to be there for a while, you know. And I don't know. Some brothers carry that with them for a long time, and oh, I but... hope it stays with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with your, it's like with your your, your son, you know. Those you feel on those days where um, you know they got to they got to look after you. And that mm-hmm. person was extremely close to you or, you know, that you feel like you should be looking after them, I guess, or guiding them, you know, down certain paths or showing them kind of a way. Right. It, that, that's what sucks that much more about it. It's like getting hit, hit below the belt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, like, exactly. You know? Exactly. So, I mean, to kind of summarize it all, that's how I would – put it all into words is that's how I always felt, especially with him, you know? So, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I can't even relate to some of the things that, you know, parents who have gone through a diagnosis like yourself and other things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's, there's so many, there's so many aspects and, and, you know, that that's one of the things too. This is one of those, it, epilepsy is a lot like MS and that it can hit you in, in just about any age in any stage. Um, and it doesn't have, it doesn't have one of those, okay, now that you've got it, it's going to progress in this, 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 and this, it can progress differently for any, any given individual. Uh, so it's kind of, it can be a little bit scary in that sense. Some people is like, you got epilepsy. And then, um, you know, I thought last year I seized like a ton for three months. Uh, the big ones. And then it's like, okay, I'm not seasoned anymore. Cool. But it would happen every few months. It's not. And then I realized, oh yeah, I'm on a bunch of anti-seizure drugs now. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm not having a bunch of seizures. Um, 
you forget these things, you know, because your mind is like, I want to get back to normal living again. Uh, you forget where you were and, and your mind just kind of tracks forward a little bit. And it's like, slow down, Micah, slow down. Um, where was I going with that? It, it was like, um, so it, it's, it's such a surprise. It's such a kind of, kind of one of the, one of the, um, one of the catchphrases I've you I've had for a long, long time, most of my adult life, unexpected the expected. And it's it's a great tagline for the for this whole process you're on because yeah, you you just gotta you just gotta toss out all the shit you thought you were gonna be going through because it may or may not happen, man. Um yeah, may or may not happen. Uh and one of the things I think is is one of one of my I guess missions with the whole podcast is to just let people know that epilepsy is not entirely what you think. It's not just falling on the ground and biting your tongue and rolling around. There's so much more to it. And these things, these, the, the foundation, check it out, not just for people like us who have more questions, um, or, or need help because there's ton of help in there for anybody like, like you were talking about families and need a little bit of help. There's programs, peer-to-peer support, mentor-mentee, like one-on-one. They'll pair you with somebody who's got similar epilepsy, but they've been fur- they're further along. They're either like not seizing anymore or are comfortable with you know the, their position. They'll pair you with somebody. Um, so there's that. There's counseling. Uh, they'll set you up with counseling sessions, not only for epileptics but for families of epileptics. Um, yeah, the the possibilities out there. It's like, dude, if you got questions, if you got fears, there's answers. There are answers. So I just got to keep going back to the Epilepsy Foundation this this episode because that's why we're no. That's yeah, and they're is... they're truly incredible. The Epilepsy mm-hmm. Foundation is you know something I, and i want to i want to try and get a thousand dollars if i can get if i can pull up a thousand dollars for him for for this walk then right on um and i i put i put it on the page actually i put it on the page um go to seizuresalad.org and you'll see uh i added the page 2020 walk to end epilepsy at the bottom of that there's a link uh, and that is for Team Fuster Cluck. That is the seizure salad team. Um, I think we're at 300 or, or hopefully hopefully getting above 300. We've been stuck at 300 for uh, two, three days now. But, uh, yeah, if I can get up to $1,000, we'll yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh, and what's really cool, too, is it's not just today. Um, this link, you can donate to the walk uh, through October. So, uh, if you missed today and you're, you're listening to this and it's, it's Monday or sometime next week, no problem. Um, you, you still have, you can still go to that link. I'm going to leave the page up for a little while for it. And, uh, yeah, anybody want to, want to get on and, and throw a couple of bucks into the kitty. It's much appreciated, man. Much appreciated. So, yeah. And you know, a little always goes a long way. You're always supporting someone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, gotcha. it, you're changing someone's life with your donation. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. 
I mean, even if, and it's not even like, even the peripheral stuff, you know, it's like, well, I'm not pulling money out for like some of the stuff, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not going directly through them for my medication or for financial aid to do this or to do that. But you know what? I am. And the money we're raising has helped me because I've, you know, they, they've put me in touch with the support groups and they've, uh, I filled out the mentor mentee application. They're going to be putting me in touch with somebody. Uh, hopefully if they find someone, my situation isn't quite as usual as many. So we'll see, but that's okay. What's, what's cool is they'll find the closest. And if they can't find a mentor, oftentimes they'll put two mentees together because you know, getting somebody who's going through the same thing, you know, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, when you're going through a shit storm, it's nice to have somebody to go through it with. Right. Right. You know, and they came and visited me in the hospital. They give you educational materials. Um, there's the big uh, gala. There's a silent auction and gala next weekend, October 10th. That's next Saturday, 7 o'clock. Um, it's presented by the Swedish Medical Center. And, of course, you get online at epilepsycolorado.org and find out all about it. Um, this one's hosted by Kyle Clark, that handsome fella. Um, oh, you know, do you know who Kyle Clark is? He's I, front, I've heard of the name. Front range channel nine news guy. He's, he's a handsome dude, man. He's, he's stylish. He wears, he wears classy jackets, classy jackets that he finds go. in thrift stores from what I hear. So that's pretty awesome right there. I think so too. I think so too. Um, so he's, he's going to be doing it and the gala from what I hear. Uh, they always have some really cool stuff, and it's their biggest uh, fundraiser of the year. So that's going on. Oh, there's just so much. Think 26 um, webinars. You know, they had one about cannabinoids. Um, they have one coming up about the importance of self-care. One of the things that I've always also really, really found fascinating is how, you know, your mindset really affects your outcome with any you know, with, with your diagnosis is right. like, if, if you're, if you're moping around all day, which is extremely easy to do, you're, you tend to fall into poorer patterns, which do not help your diagnosis and groups like the epilepsy foundation of Colorado, you know, with, the walk they're doing and things like that. They do a really, really good job to help keep people out of falling into those patterns. Because as, as you know, it's, it can be really easy after you have a seizure or if you have an episode or whatever, whatever we want to call it, right. To, to kind of fall back into that pattern. And it, it's hard. It's extremely hard to pick yourself back up and get back on that horse. Oh, yeah. And so it's, it's just, it's really, really, it's really great that we have a large community and just someone, someone to kind of, to kind of a big, a big group to fall back in, you know? Right. Right. 
It's, uh, it's rather than like picking and pointing for other people. If uh, you know, it just takes a couple of quick steps to um, to kind of get there. Just just a couple of steps to reach out, and you'll find that these guys are here for you, and it's places to fall back onto. And you know, when when you're getting, like you said, when you get into that those weak spots after the seizure and the the oh my gosh man for me when everything went south and i lost everything it it was really 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 i was down 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 and out and um yeah it's it's a combination of of you know how your physical health uh, so much follows from your physical health but it's a combination of 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 a general keeping a general physical fitness that follows through to the rest of your body your heart health uh your gut health uh all that stuff your joint health it goes along with maintaining a basic fitness level right it's the same thing right. with the mind and and self you have to exercise the mind you have to exercise the mind and it's a self care of the mind uh, and I think this is this is kind of what you're talking toward is right, right, right. And if you can do those two things uh, together, yeah. Um, and and a lot of people, a lot of people, caregivers and um, uh, other epileptics are are telling me the the benefits. A lot of things that that non-Western medicine um, has has kind of. I don't know, maybe discounted for years is actually showing to be incredibly effective to uh, reducing seizure activity. And for those who, for those people who have um, gone years trying to uh, control um, seizures through medications and purely scientific Western, Western medicine and, and means uh, have found much better effect with diet and meditation uh, and things like that than anything else. Um, so I think this, this speaks to that kind of message we're talking about where it's not necessarily what you're putting in your body. It's not necessarily, uh, just that flat line. You can't just throw a, a pill in there and say, okay, fix me. Um, you've got to put some effort into that as well like you your your brain has to want to f be fixed is what i'm thinking here yeah yeah right no right that's a hundred percent accurate mm -hmm. it's, yeah 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 but, I've, I've always considered it kind of a um kind of to be you know as we were as we were talking about we talked about this quite a bit is when you know when any of us start feeling necessarily funky, we got to meditate. You know, that's what that's we talked about that we we uh, we believe in that, and I've always considered it kind of a shame, I guess, that we've been in the Western world so strict on our medicines and you know the way that we need to cure diseases and things like that and how we haven't necessarily had full open perspectives on how things are done around the world. Um, 
won't change. Who's to say that that can't change? And, you know, I would say the best part of being an epileptic is is you can advocate for yourself and that power to change all that is in your hands. And that's, you know, to go back to just great groups like the Epilepsy Foundation of America and the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado, they will help you really, really, they really help you get to, you know, make moves like that. They really help you reach out to other people and, you know, find the way that works for you. Definitely. Definitely. Agreed, man. I have enjoyed this tremendously, my man. Um, Me too, buddy. Most definitely. But uh, (laughs) no, great conversation today. Let's try and hook up a little bit later this week. Maybe when my internet isn't so spotty. I got like four or five unstable internet notices today. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm also trying to learn like a couple other live streaming things, you know, with the podcast platform itself. Practice, man. Practice. I'm 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 getting there. Hey, we live and we learn. It's not always going to be perfect. I mean, I got stuff on my end, you know? Like Right. I'm in a basement, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. pretty far away from the internet myself, so yeah, it's, it's all uh, right. It is what it is, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. That's what that's what this is all about, man. That's exactly, what man. It's what it's all about. What it's all about. But, well, hey, man. Um, you take care of yourself. Be good. We will be you, talking man. quite sure. shortly. Most definitely. For sure. For sure. You enjoy yourself. And uh, if you haven't, go go donate and. Uh, yeah, take care of yourself, everybody. And uh, I'll see definitely. you soon, Tom. All right. Definitely will. Drive fast. Except for you, Eli. All right. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Drive fast, take chances. Right, Unexpected, yeah. expected. <laughs> uh, and yes, it is all, right. all in our head. But that's where our flipping brain is. Right? Yeah. Take care of yourselves. We'll catch you next time here on Caesar Salad. Foster Clock Epilepticus. Oh, yeah. Kill Bills, this is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much. Seizure Salad, Foster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, remember to unexpect the expected and that it's all in your head.